Welcome to the Jump Around with Blake Udonis, my podcast on women's basketball. It's been a minute, a few months here since our, our last episode, but uh, as everyone else's life has been, it's been, uh, it's been hectic, it's been busy trying to get things going, but I'm excited to bring some new episodes to everyone. And today, uh, a friend in the business for me, someone who's been around the game for a long time, finally getting her opportunity as a head coach, it's Honey Brown head coach at UNC Asheville. She's had a cool journey. She's been an assistant at all over the place, a bunch of different schools. It's just been consistently loyal, been in Asheville for eight years and just got bumped up from associate head coach to the head coach. And so I'm excited to, to, to talk to her about her journey, uh, about her, just kind of her belief system and how she operates. Uh, she's fun to talk to. Uh, she's enjoyable and I hope you enjoy it. So I'll stop talking now. We'll get her on the phone and we'll be right back. This is the jump round. Welcome back to the jump around and joining me as promised it is UNC Asheville head coach after a after a while as the assistant and associate head coach but the head coach Honey Brown coach thanks for taking some time I'm uh, I'm really excited to have you on and, and appreciate you being willing to do it. Thanks Blake it sounded like I had several uh, pieces of my introduction there I like that so I'll, <laughs> I'll add that to my business card. <laughs> well I'm I'm a huge fan of you uh, people that don't know you know we used to coach against each other uh, when I was at Gardner Webb and I've just always uh, admired you from from afar and then as I got to know you over the years I just uh, I just continue to grow in my fondness of you and respect of you and I'm, I'm excited for your, for your head coaching opportunity but we'll, we'll get to that in a bit, but I, I want to go back to the, the beginning. I always like to go back to the beginning. I want us, I want us to go back into the early nineties when you're still lacing them up uh, and you <laughs> third in the country in three point shooting coach. You, do you still have that stroke? Yeah. Well, you know, you, you wonder some days when you get out there and you're demonstrating a drill and you're like, okay, don't shoot it like that. <laughs> um, but I, uh, yeah, I was, I was really fortunate that year to uh, just kind of get in a good groove and, had a lot of other good players around me, um, so I was open a lot, yeah. which was good. So, you know, a lot of my shots didn't have to be quite as contested. Um, so, you know, you're you're out there for a reason. So, you know, hit the, hit the open ones, right? That's right. So, uh, but, I, you know, took, took pride in that. I mean, I was, it was a good little streak I had going, I think, and um, didn't even know it for a while because it was one of those I was kind of a pass-first point guard and got yelled at a little bit by Westmore. West, West was my um, – Westmore was my college coach. Awesome. I don't know if people knew that or not. He started at Maryville College, and uh, he um, he would yell at me some um, for not shooting enough. I think so. I was uh, definitely, um, you know, unselfish. I think, and um, just really admire uh, a lot of players nowadays that play that way. I think because that's how I was as a player. So safe to say, though, Westmore now at NC State's got you to thank for that job, right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, we, myself and, and, and my other teammates, of course, just catapulted his career. No, I'm just he's, he, you know, and, and to Wes's credit, he's done it the right way. Uh, yeah. he, you know, he put in the time um, in, in the grind at the D3 level and just, you know, worked his way and um, has won everywhere he's been. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. And um, he's, uh, you know, he, I, I, did, I did pull 
I feel like you learn things along the way, regardless if you agree with a style or not, you mm-hmm. learn mm-hmm. and you learn what, what might work for you and may not work. And I've definitely, I definitely learned some things from Wes along the way that I can, uh, I can use now that I'm sitting in the, in the big seat. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So if, when you, when you look back to your time there, I mean, you guys went to two straight sweet 16s, you're having a lot of success on the court. What did you imagine was the next step for you? What did you think your life was going to be? Was coaching something that you felt like you were going to go into, or was it kind of a surprise? Well, you know, I I think I knew I was going to be a a coach probably when I was like 12 years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was something that I've always enjoyed doing on the – on the field, like I played a lot of softball growing up, even more than basketball back in that day. You didn't have as much AAU and as much opportunity. But I always enjoyed being like the leader and, you know, helping folks and teaching and coaching on the field. And so at that point, that, that even at that young age, I thought I was going to be a high school coach. And that's what my dad really wanted to have done um, back in that day and, you know, admired some of my coaches. But I really just thought I was going to – teach and coach and so when I got uh, in high school and 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 coached by Jackie Ansley who runs performance training now um but and even in college I always knew I was going to coach I just thought my path would end up being high school because I wasn't sure if I would have the doors open for me to get into college of course that's what I wanted you know you I vision myself like Pat Summit on the sideline Mm -hmm. sidelines and wanted to coach college but didn't know if I would have that opportunity. So, um, but yeah, I knew at a young age I wanted to coach. Crazy, but true. Yeah, no, that's I love it. But and and you started out coaching at high school, and then you did break into college, and and you've kind of gotten the chance to to be all over the place. You're at Ohio, Central Florida. Uh, you did some training down in Orlando. You're at St. Louis, and now UNCA. As you look back and and look at all those stops and and different places and and each program when you got there were at different points in the building and and success and so you kind of you've had an experience with almost everything. When you look back uh, on your time there, do you do you kind of laugh when you think about how far you've come? Oh gosh, yeah, every day, every day. Like you you, you look at like a a book or something in your office or, you know, nowadays with Facebook and Twitter, you can kind of reconnect and see people. And it, yeah, it, it's crazy when you, I think everybody in this business, if you really let yourself look, you know, look back, even like you said, your path, all the people that you've uh, been impacted by or the universities and places that you've lived. Um, I've been fortunate to be able to go to several of those other places that you named um, some by choice and some by, just, you know, what happened to happen at the time. Um, but it was, um, it's been a great, um, a great run in this profession. And, and I don't take it for granted by any means, just because of what, what you said of, you know, starting in high school, you know, coaching little kids, AAU coaching softball, and then just having doors and opportunities open. And, um, I feel like I've worked hard for those, but I've also, um, like you said, you just try to do the right thing and, you know, just kind of keep your head to the grind and your nose to the grind and, and you hope people notice and hope people, um, you know, like you said, think fondly of you. Yeah. And, uh, cause I do with other people in this business that I notice doing some of those same things and you hope things pay off for those people eventually. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, well, after all those stops, you, you end up in, in Asheville, and you end up at UNCA with, with Brenda Mott Kirkpatrick as, as her assistant. And as I mentioned, six years as her assistant, then bumped up to associate head coach. For, for you, when you, when you come to Asheville, a program that really had never had sustained success for really any a length of time, for you guys, when you get there, what, what, is it, what was it, I guess, at the beginning that, that made you think, hey, maybe this is a place where we can actually build something? Um, I think it was Brenda's, you know, energy and vision. I think it was that. I think that um, it's a it's a it's a neat place. I don't if you've ever been to Asheville, it's just a cool place in yeah. general. But we have a great facility in Kimmel Arena, uh, great academics, and for for females, those are two biggest pieces. Mm-hmm. Like, am I if I'm a baller, I want to play in a nice arena, and I'm, if I got a nice locker room and, and nice area, and if I'm you know, a baller plus academics are really important to me. And, I'll, you know, I want the, the city of Asheville and, and the outdoors or whatever. It's just a really great fit. But we're also, I think, I feel like, like very conveniently located yep. to a lot of other good basketball. And we all know that recruiting is such a big piece of what we do. Well, there's great basketball all over the country. But, you know, I feel like we're close to Georgia and Atlanta area. We're not very far, you know, three and a half hours. So you can, you've got a highway boom right there. Yep. We have an airport here, you know, Tennessee's got good basketball, South Carolina, but we are, you know, we're connected by three different interstates almost in some, in some ways. And, you know, I felt like it was a good location and Brenda's vision. And then, like I said, all the other pieces that you're selling as a recruiter, um, I felt like we could we could get it done here, and um, just you know by the grace of God and, and some good recruits and, and uh, <laughs> you know some luck along the way, we yeah. we were able to, to build something really great here. Yeah, uh, yeah. For anyone who hasn't been, Asheville is legitimately top five favorite <laughs> favorite towns in America for me. Uh, I love Asheville. Um, the outdoor scene, as you mentioned, uh, I mean, just it's just it's great. It's a great town to just go plop down the middle and walk around. And uh, no, I love it. And you're right, the the arena's great too. Uh, it is a good spot and somewhere I've been. Obviously, for you guys though, I, I don't want to undersell the the climb that you guys made that first year. <laughs> that first year, you guys won two games, and they were both against not Division One teams. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> take me back to that that. Uh, <laughs> jabbing there like jab yourself in the eye I, no, I, yeah. you know it, it, it's crazy though Blake and I'll never forget this um gosh we, we were so you know so close in a, in a, in a few games yeah. we could have easily won a few more but probably not many just because we just weren't there talent wise and culture wise and everything else but I'll never forget our senior one of our, our our senior day for that class and one of our players um said that she'll always remember that year and um, that she had the most fun and got the most out of that season. And so then Mm. you look back and you've won two games at that point and you're like, man, that's, this is what it's about. And it's, you know, because we impacted in a, in a different way. And um, it it was just, it was a struggle in so many ways, but it was, it was so good as a coach to learn and being able to try to motivate and, um, just, you know, be on the brink a lot, like I said, in, in a few games. Um, but then just being able to see 
the light bulb come on in a lot of ways and the kids start to conform to what you're trying to do and buy in. And, you know, I would, I wouldn't trade it. I mean, you would at the moment, everybody would when you're going through that struggle, but I wouldn't trade it now because it just, it really humbled you as a coach as well. And, you know, we all think that, you know, we've got the greatest playbook in America, but you, uh, it's, it's just, you know, there's just so many other things that go into it. I mean, we had so many injuries that year too, and people don't know that. You just look at it and like, oh, y'all were two and yep. two and six thousand. You're welcome. Yep. You know, and, yep. and that and that's all there is. But um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm sure. I'm sure those players would a little bit because, <laughs> of, of course, you'd want to win a few more. Yeah. But um, it, it, it was it was really a great experience because, gosh, when you you know the song when you uh, started at the bottom, now you're here. Yeah. Well, that was us. And, uh, <laughs> that's what you, that was our theme song when we won it a few years later. Yeah. Well, and that's, what's remarkable. You guys, like you said, you win two games, you you don't win a conference game. And then four years later, you're 26 and seven and you're in the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's incredible. And, and not that it has to happen that fast, but how rewarding once it does happen uh, and you're holding up that trophy for you guys in that moment though. I mean, coaches coach their entire careers and never get to the tournament, right? It's really, really, really hard to get to the NCAA tournament. So for you guys, if you can just take me back to that moment in that championship game and, you know, the buzzer goes off, you, you took down, you took down Liberty in a thriller. I remember watching that game. It was a multi, mm-hmm. multi overtime game uh, for you guys. When, when that buzzer goes off and, and that scoreboard says you've got two more points than them. What was, what was it? What do you remember uh, looking back on it now? Oh gosh, there's so many, just a flood of emotions. I think from, like you said, you, you know, flood of emotions from how far you had come. Um, and even for some of those players like Paige Love, who's on my staff now, she was a senior and she was a freshman on that two in 2017. So, you know, for kids like her and, and Tyler Smith, who, who wrote it out as seniors, you know, just so emotional for them. Uh, too because you know as coaches you're coaching it and you're in it with them but of course they're they're experiencing it on a whole other level um but you know I think one of my first things was you know was thank you Jesus like you know that you had uh we always talk about seasons of life and different things and that you know put you here for a reason and um you know just thankful that my parents were able to to be there um as well and just you know just it, it, I guess because we got to do it at Asheville, it's made it so much more special because we've cut down the nets on our home court. Um, but it was just, gosh, so many emotions of, of grateful and just, gosh, we, we, we did it, you, you know, and, and we were the number one seed going into that as well. So you had a little pressure, you know, even though, like you said, nobody had expected us earlier in the year to be where we were. Now we're on your home court. You were the number one seed. And so now you went from no expectations to, all the expectations. So it was a, a weight lifted as well. So gosh, it was just yeah. all of that in, in, in a ball of, uh, you know, your 40 minute game. And um, Liberty had a great team that year as well and uh, was right there with us. And, you know, Carrie, Carrie Green has done a great job over the years. And for us too, over the, that period of that four year period, you know, Liberty was the was the program you yep. were trying to, yep. I don't want to say emulate cause you're in your own program, but you're like, okay, we, we want to get to where we're a program. You're not just a one hit wonder. Yep. And I think that was our vision all along too, is turn this into a program over time instead of it being, Oh, let's just have one good season. Yep. And uh, that's what we've been trying to build and sustain yep. here. And that's what I think every coach wants to do. Um, but it doesn't necessarily always happen that way. But 
but like you said, we, we were, it, it, it was fun though. I tell you what, <laughs> it, it was, it was fun, uh, watching the kids emerge from the dog pile and <laughs> go from elation to tears, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and that's when you know that they've really poured their heart and soul into something. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, there's worse places in the world to celebrate than, uh, than Asheville. So whenever you get back to Asheville, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I would have, I would have had a grand old time with you, but, uh, to, to build on that point of sustained success, you guys have done it. You guys have had five straight winning season, which is the first time in program history that's happened. Uh, and then we mentioned uh, Brenda earlier, Brenda Montkirkpatrick. She steps down, uh, and, and her husband got accepted into the Ph.D. program at Virginia Tech. And you get elevated up, and uh, we were kind of laughing before we, we started recording, but uh, hell of a year to take a head coaching job, honey. So uh, <laughs> for you, though, for you though, without, without COVID, without all that stuff, for you to have finally kind of gotten your opportunity I imagine that was a pretty moving moment for you once you got the word like, yep, you got it. Yeah, it was um, it, it was kind of, you know, bittersweet in some respects because I'm just, you know, so close with, with Brenda and um, knowing how tough of a decision it was for her to make that move. Um, so, you know, we have a conversation about her moving away and her, her reasons. And, and then the, in the next sentence, it's, hey, you know, is this something that, that you would want to take over? And it's like, wow, you know, you go for, like said, from one emotion to, to another, but it was, um, to, to be honest, it's, it's very, um, humbling and gratifying again, going back to, to work ethic and loyalty because you hopefully you're putting your heart and soul into something and so, and people are noticing. And in this case they were, and, um, Janet Cohen, our athletic director and, and chancellor cable, you know, I was, um, just honored that they were willing to give me the opportunity and, uh, and not necessarily do a national search and me being able to, to take over. So, um, I think Brenda put it in a way I've been on an eight year interview basically. Mm. So it's, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it, it's, it's one of those things because it's not something to be honest. I've, you know, you, you go to this conference and you talk to these folks and you do whatever. And, I was never a hundred percent sure that, Hey, I'm, I'm just, you know, dying to be a head coach. I've always been one that, you know, be, be great where your feet are planted mm -hmm. and, you know, just be, be who you are and, and just try to be great at that and then figure out what's the right doors to go through that are being presented to you. And this just happened to be a door that basically just smacked me in the face. Cause it was right here, you know, where other coaching opportunities or leaps of faith I've had to make in this profession, have been, you know, harder or different. Um, but it's nice when um, people are asking you to, to take over something instead of for you having to pursue it as hard. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, for me, um, gosh, that's just, that's awesome for me to feel like people, you know, wanted you. And, and for our players, again, they were, when we recruited them, you know, they were recruited to play for Brenda, not for me. I was part of the, I was part of the package. Right. And, but you know, just uh, again, hoping that they felt the same about me as I felt about this university and staying and taking over and, and taking over the program. Yeah. You know, it's funny because you mentioned the word loyalty. And as I as I prepare for having you on and I talk to people that know you, 
literally every single one of them use that same word when, when talking about you loyalty. And so this might be an odd question, but I'm just curious, like, where does that stem from? Because I, we talk about, you go to every convention and you talk about, you know, you, you go to assistant coaching roundtables or head coaching roundtables and everyone's like, oh, you got to be loyal. And it's kind of like a buzzword that people just use and it's fine. Cause, but because everyone gets it, like when you get a better opportunity, people take it, they go, you know, all that stuff. So mm -hmm. for me, I feel like the loyalty word's kind of empty in our business sometimes. But for you, where does it come from? Because you have been loyal. You've been there. Uh, I know you're, I, you know, people sometimes don't aware. I know you're not there for the giant paycheck. Like it's not, <laughs> you know, I, it's not, it's not like money's just flowing out of your, your faucet. So for you, like, what is it about, about you? Like where, where does that stem from? Where does that come from? I think it's just, you know, my family, um, my, my, my grandparents, uh, my grandfather was, gosh, he'd worked at the same company. It changed hands. The, the company name changed hands for like several times, four times, I think. But he stayed in that same, you know, that same job and that same setting. Um, but again, kind of that same thing where he was, you know, loved and people appreciated his work and he you know, with someone who did things for the right reasons. And then, you know, I think my mom and dad as well, they didn't necessarily always stay in the same job, but pretty much. And I think that was just, you know, something ingrained um, in me maybe. And, and just, you know, just faith-based as well. But mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I, that's just how I'm wired. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm probably yeah. loyal to a fault in some respects, like you said, in this business where, you know, I could have maybe gone somewhere or done something else, but you know, who I work for and, and who I work with are super important to me. And I think that I get very entrenched with that group of people and that university and those kids and that program to where I don't want to say I have blinders on, but I'm, you know, I'm in it yeah, and, and yeah. that's what I'm about. And so I think that's just part of it. That's just who, how I'm like, what's next? What are we doing? How are we making ourselves better and not like peeking over here, yep. you know, to, to the next side or vision or whatever. And probably to a fault in some ways, not just for me looking at professionally, but just maybe even getting better and growing as a person. But mm -hmm. I just, I don't know if, if you're in my circle, I, you're in my circle and yeah. I, I'm going, I'm going to ride, ride or die with <laughs> you. And, um, that's, that's important to me. And I, and I'm grateful that people see that about me because that is something that's, that's important yeah. to me as a person on and off the court. Yeah, yeah that's great. Um, I, I don't, I'm not going to ask you the question that you and me and every other coach in America has gotten 4,000 times in the last three months about, well, how, how are you guys managing through COVID? Like, yeah, not like, <laughs> we don't on, know. We, on, none of us, <laughs> the answer is was, we, we don't know what we're doing. That. Nope. Whatever not doing it. Doing. I won't no, do it. <laughs> we, we, none of us know what we're doing and we're all trying our best. That's the answer for everybody. Uh, well, it, it, let me, let me just talk on that just for a yeah. second. And it's, it's, it is, it is one of those things those pieces though that no one has a blueprint for like not even I mean we're talking coaches you know governors you know teachers you know all of these things and I think all of us sometimes have to remember that me included and take a step back yeah. and understand that you know is there a right or wrong in some cases of course but are we all operating in a lot of unknowns and gray area and we need to be able to show a lot of grace? I think so. And I think that's where sometimes I think in, in all professions and, and walks of life, we can lose sight of that sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, it's just such a serious 
pandemic that's going on that I think sometimes we lose sight of what it's really about instead of like what's happening to me personally, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we, we forget that sometimes. And so I would say that, that I think everybody being able to take a deep breath and take a step back and what's best and how should we move forward? Goodness gracious. Who who knows? (laughs) Yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, I do have one question for you though. Uh, as a head coach, did you, has there been a moment when, since you took the job, that it was like, oh, I'm, I'm the head coach now. Like, I'm, I'm in charge. Like, <laughs> have you had any of those oh, moments? Let, let me just tell you. Uh, so where my office was, I can't remember when you were at Gardner-Webb if you ever came back to our office area. So when you so. walk in our suite and you, and you walk down the hall, um, the head coach's office is on the left. Well, my office was just, you know, a few feet down and you would turn to the right. And, um, I, I, there's been a few times I've, I've walked down the hall and been like, Oh, you know, cause I'm so used to stepping to the right. I'm like, Oh, wait a second. I'm, I'm over here. And, uh, I told Brenda this cause we still talk. And of course I'm still picking her, her brain and talking about things. And I think it was a week or so ago. I told her I had come, um, running in from a workout, you know, washing hands in between workouts or whatever. And I came, uh, jogging in the in the suite and it's like I kind of jogged by the door like peeking in like I was going to see her sitting at the desk and I was like oh wait a second that, that's that's where I'm sitting that's my on. desk so that's my desk it's, you know those have been funny moments too um and but you know Brenda actually let me do um quite a bit of of talking in practice and organizing some workouts and 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 so I, I don't feel like I was quite as overwhelmed in some of those respects because I was able to already do some of that, but just, um, you know, managing staff and helping them and, and making sure they can't read my mind. So, you know, being able to explain things and, and, um, so it, cause, cause we've got some new people. So I think those are some of the pieces that, you know, are starting to happen when you're realizing, Oh yeah, I'm the one that's supposed to be deciding that, yeah. you know, yeah. it's not me asking Brenda or it's not me asking whatever. Yeah. So, those are some specific moments, but the funniest, I'm telling you, me coming out the bathroom door and trying to turn the wrong way that's to the great. office, that's happened yeah, a few that's, times. That's fantastic. So. Um, so one thing that I, I, I have to bring up, because it just made me laugh, is you have fully embraced just, you know, you, like you are genuinely you. And so one thing that, uh, like when the recruiting shutdown goes, goes oh, out yeah. and you guys, you, you, I don't. I, is I guess it's a rap video. I, I suppose it's it's a rap video. Come on now, basketball <laughs> is my favorite sport. Come on, people. Kurt Blow back in the day, baby. Let's go. It, we, oh I, I god, you, that that used to be the jam back in the That's day. That's a great song. We made it. The yes. remake with uh, what's his name? Um, oh, I can't. Um, little Bow Wow. Little Bow wow. Yep. It's like. Yeah, it, it's okay. It's average, right, but you know, right. Curtis Blow was the was the main one. Yes. We uh yeah we try to have some fun, Blake. I mean, there's. You can't take yourself too seriously, I feel like. I mean, there's just, you know, life's too short. But also, you know, to me, if if you're asking your players and your staff to be really, you know, go at it hard and be intense, there's times for that. But then there's also times where, you know, you've got to have, you got to lighten up and have a good time. And so we just try to be creative with some of the things we're doing with the shutdown videos and i think i did like a little bit some version of a little uh 
uh, what's her name, the Meg Stallion, you know, the woe and all that. Like, I, you know, I, they, they tell me what to do or we come up with some ideas. But I will take credit for the Curtis Blow, the basketball piece. That that was – I didn't necessarily come up with the whole rap, but that was that was me because I was like, yeah, I know this. I know yes, this. Come I, on. I, yeah, you know the cadence, yeah. So I would probably rank Curtis Blow 1, U2, Bow Wow 3. That's probably – I think <laughs> I think it's pretty reasonable. Yes. Yeah. Awesome! <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. If people haven't seen we, it, just look up well, the look up their their Twitter account. Yeah, it's that, and then we did some um, kicking in the classroom too. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, I did. I saw kind them of all. a welcome back to campus deal. So it's uh, from from and out, and um, we we called it welcome back to the classroom. So we, but yeah, we our, our motto here at Asheville, some of it is seriously creative. Uh, so we we try to emulate that here in women's basketball too yes well for people who haven't at u-n-c-a-v-l-w-b-b so go look at those videos they're hysterical so um last well not last thing i've got two more for you i, I okay. want i want to talk about a passion of yours outside of basketball and, and i know this might be emotional for you but your love of diet coke i was wondering if you could dive into that with me i know it's, well it's a, it's a here, very... here, here's what i would say with that we i have a I, when I was training and doing lots of things, I've, I've done my deal of like, don't drink anything but water and, and whatever. But in this profession, like many of us know, you need a little caffeine kick every now and then. Sure. And I, I don't drink coffee. Okay. And so for people that, you know, drink coffee in the morning, two or three cups, and then you do whatever, yeah. um, you know, my little, my caffeine fix is, is Diet Coke and, and I hammer it too much. And especially during the season, I, I do too much. I, I try to watch myself and cut back and, and, and I, and I do some, um, diet DPs too. So that's what it's funny because Paige joined our staff and she was, Oh, I'll bring you some coffee in the morning. And I'm like, no, you won't. You'll bring me some Diet Coke. If you, if, and she's like, Oh man, I didn't even know. So it is, it is one of those things when you need a caffeine fix, that's what I, what I go to most of the time. Well, listen, I'm not judging. I'm sitting here with my third-ish cup of coffee right now. So I <laughs> no, no judgment here. Well, it's, it's one of those things. Everybody's got their every, – well, I shouldn't say everybody because there's a lot of people that do a, a really good job. But here, here's what I've been trying to do lately, Blake, and you, you'd be proud, and, and those people out there that, that know me is all – I've got my water bottle sitting here, and so I'll, like, double fist it. I'll take a drink of Diet Coke, and then I'll pick up the water <laughs> bottle the and drink some it. water. I try to, I'm trying to dilute it yeah. now. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, or or I'm trying to um, – if I, I told myself I drink one Diet Coke, then i got to drink one <laughs> bottle of water. So I'm, okay. I am I am very conscious of it. Um, but, man, we get in, like, January, February, oh, the middle of basketball season. It's a wrap. Forget it. Just, hey, where's the IV? Uh, Just stop that. pumping it in the <laughs> Yeah. Bank, right? I, yes. January, February. It's like I'm just. We're just trying to get to the finish line. Like, don't just ignore me. Don't worry about yeah. this. Yes. Oh, it's great. Um, it's it's so funny. Another thing too, and, and then I promise I'll wrap this up. But uh, talking to one of your former peers, uh, coaching peers, who's now at, at Pitt, but but Josh Peterson, and it's so funny because oh, Josh. If people don't know Josh, one of the funniest most genuine human beings in this business um but he, and some of the best hair oh his hair is so your, good your throwbacks of your pro is one is one measure of hair but josh is well, like yes. perfect well. uh 
comb over with the hairspray, right. the thickness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's got it going on. Yeah. My my hair was just kind of um, it's just very loud, whereas his hair is beautiful. <laughs> his hair is beautiful, and that's much different. Yes. Um, but it's funny because he talks about because obviously you you have a very unique first name, and he talks about you know, walking around and he'll call out to you like across the store and be like, honey. And people will be like, are they together? Or is that yeah, her name? Like, yeah, it's so yeah. funny. And I cracked up because when he told me that, I just envisioned you and Josh walking around a store and him yelling out, honey, and you popping around the corner and people probably a little confused. So I'm sure, oh, I'm sure you probably get questions about your name all the time though. Oh gosh, we do it all the time. We'll do it, you know, females, males, everybody. Yeah. They just, it just freaks people out all the time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hilarious. And, and sometimes we'll do it and, Somebody like him, because he has got such a good sense of humor, like, we'll do it. And then, you know, you just come bebopping around and, you you know, you're at, you know, you act like you're together. Of course. And so it, it's just funny. But, you know, Brenda and I had a moment of that, too, when it was late. I know, imagine this recruiting trip and, you know, you're on opposite sides of a gas station, you know, in, in, the, in the convenience store. And you're like yelling at each other and she's yelling, honey, you know. <laughs> So it's it it, it 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 gets people's attention that's for sure. Great, but uh, the name does stand out, you know, Honey Brown. That's what I tell people all the time. Um, it helps me. I feel like in this business, people tend to remember you because it, it is different. Um, and it's uh, it's something too that my um, when people will, you know, you'll tell them your name and. If I had uh, even like just a penny for every time somebody was like, who, what? Because it's like they don't they don't think they hear you correctly sure. because you're saying, my, you know, my name is Honey. And then for people to ask me how to spell it, I, that's the one I get a little <laughs> perplexed by. I'm like, hmm, I'm not sure how you would spell that differently, but okay. So, but, uh, but yeah, my parents, um, my siblings have normal names, Blake. I have... Uh, a sister named Amanda Kelly, a brother named James, and then my parents, you know, here I am. But yeah. I was actually, backstory, I was supposed to be named Jennifer, and my dad heard the name, honey, really liked it, and I guess I didn't have a name for two days. Because oh. back then, you had like two days or whatever that you could just be named, what you know, nobody, <laughs> baby brown there, and... So my dad won the argument, I guess. And wow. so here I am today, Honey Brown lives on. It's great. It's so good. And it's great because, you know, you're from the South and you, you got like, like you definitely couldn't be like a New Yorker named Honey, right? Like you've got to be someone <laughs> from the Southern part of the, of the country to be named Honey. I feel like that it all matches up well. It is, it is funny too, because uh, uh, Shimmy uh, Gray Miller, who I, who I coach with, uh, coach, um, she was the head coach at St. Louis mm -hmm. when I was there. Some of her players just automatically knew, oh, yeah, I know, you know, whatever. And here I am, you know, blonde hair, short, <laughs> country accent comes rolling in. They're like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. You know, it's St. Louis. You know, so <laughs> it, it's, it's actually pretty pretty amusing for people to, to think, have in their minds, like, what they think this person looks like and was going to sound like. And then here I am. It's awesome. I love it. It's great. Um, I will get you out of here on this one. Um, I always try to just end these with kind of the same question. Uh, for you, again, you're you're going into your first year as a head coach. Hopefully, I hope you actually get to coach your first season this year. But for you, as you reflect upon now being being the, being the head honcho and and having the program and 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 as you continue to kind of put your your stamp on it, what is it about you, about UNC Asheville, 
uh, about your program that you would want people to take away from this? You know, people listening to this may have never, you know, heard of you or heard of Asheville, never. Like, what would be the thing you want them to walk away knowing about all those things? Well, I think it's just going to continue building on um, some of what, what Brendan and I did when we were here, but just trying to be, you know, somebody that walks in and watches us play, I would hope that they would think that we're the hardest working team on the floor um, and that we have some of the most genuine love and energy for each other just because, I, you know, I, I want us to have that. Like I, I told the kids this the other day when we were in a workout is, you know, if somebody's coming in, walking in, are they going to look at you and know that you're a senior, know that you're, you know, whatever it is, because you want to have that type of presence. Well, I hope our whole team has that. I hope that we're going to have this type of energy and presence on the floor, um, no matter who we're playing and no matter the circumstance of the game, because that's what you, you know, you, you want your, your program to be, um, have certain pillars of your program. And so I, you know, I hope that is what people would, would get from us. Um, that's what we're trying to instill from day one is our energy and our presence and our, and our voice. Um, we've always, and Brenda started this, and this is something that I just feel like it's part of our program as I'm taking over is we have FEO, which is for each other. And that's what I want us to be about. You know, I want us to be for each other on the court, off the court and, and there, because if we say we're a family, then it's got to be more than just basketball. Um, but you've got to be able to, to bring it no matter what. And I, and I want us to um, reflect that. And, and I want to be able to reflect that on a daily. And so that's something that I've got to make sure that I'm doing yeah. and, and and not be a crazy maniac on the sideline. Right, Blake? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm excited for you. Uh, I really am thrilled that you, you've gotten the opportunity. And I'm excited for whenever that, whenever that first season happens, whenever that first game happens, I know that I will be uh, – one amongst many who will be rooting for your success. So um, I appreciate you taking time. Like I said, I, I'm a huge fan of you. You know that. And I, I just, uh, I really enjoyed talking to you. So thanks for, thanks for all the time, honey. Yeah. Thanks so much, Blake. It's been, it's been an honor and uh, you do a great job and we appreciate everything that you do. And especially the uh, pieces with uh, Black Lives Matter and a lot of things that you've been standing for on social media. So we, we appreciate you as well. Well, thanks to Honey Brown for that and just for joining us. I really did enjoy it. I hope you did as well. You can find the Jump Around on pretty much any platform you listen to podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, if you can leave a rating or review wherever you listen, that's super helpful. Uh, you can find me on Twitter always at Blake Dudonis. And until next time, this is the Jump Around.